You're a kind and gentle soul. I'm all good. I don't need beer right now. I grabbed myself one before we started. Oh, uh, he's working on his second. Ooh. <laughs> ooh, look at him. He's a big boy now. Oh, look at you, Mr. Fucking Two ooh, Slices of Pizza. I'm like, my gut, it hurts. Two slices of pizza, and I'm on my fifth beer. Thank you very much. Oh, Katie's calling. Because <laughs> they, they're done recording. <laughs> hey, babe, mm, we just hello. started. You want to wanna come over? Oh, yeah. Uh, let me. I'll text it to you. You should have her pick up tequila. Bye. No. Pick up, pick up tequila. All right, that was that was just my girlfriend, you know, because we told her that we were recording and she can come grab me, and now we just started. Do you want to tell her that we just started? No. I'll, you're just gonna let her just come in and just. We'll make this one short. We'll make this one like thirty minutes. Okay. Because you know, I mean, yeah. We got we gotta be up early, but whatever. I'll text her. <laughs> but we will make it sure. Okay. What's your address again? Well no don't okay, let me just mute this for one second. Alright, it's muted. Boom. Okay. Alright, buddy. So let's we gotta make this fucking short. Short and sweet and to the fucking point. So what is the point? I don't know. We don't have a fucking. You point. can't be short and sweet to the point without knowing what the point That's is. That's literally what this fucking podcast is about. There is no goddamn point. That's true. It's like in uh that fuck. I can't believe I'm forgetting whose line is it anyway. The points don't count, and it's all made up anyway, or whatever the fuck Drew Carey used to say before he got skinny. You know, fat Drew Carey. Once he got skinny, he lost. Yeah, he lost. He went, if you're skinny, you're you're fucking. You're not funny. When, no, when he got skinny, he went from I'm gonna host whose lines anyway to I'm gonna host Price's motherfucking right. Make that is that money. what he hosts? Oh yeah, he's is that host- still a thing? Does oh, that yeah. air on active oh, TV? Yeah. No, yeah, he he's been hosting that for like ten years at this point. You gotta be kidding me. Price no, is man. right. Ten years. Yeah, you're Price lying. is right's been going you're on for lying. like forty years, dude. You're, no, not the. Not the whole show. <laughs> Drew Carey's run. Yeah, I think it's been 10 years. 10 dude. years. Oh, yeah. You're out of your ass. <laughs> dude. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Look it up. Look it up. We have Taylor How long on Look Up Duties. Drew Carey, because you're out of your mind. I'm not out 10 of my years? Mind. Yeah. You might be right. I have no idea. <laughs> you're, you're like, I, I have no evidence didn't even to know the it was still on TV. I just didn't know that information, <laughs> and therefore I don't believe it. <laughs> what is it, Taylor? Okay, that's way too much time. Yeah, 11 years. Fuck, it's 2018? Yeah, dog. Gonna be 19 soon enough. Gonna be 19 soon enough. When did that happen? Would you just, like, wake up? I wasn't even here. No, not... uh, How did it get to 2018? It's about to be 2019. Well, we're all glad Freddy can count. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like it. 2018 is a different year. 2018 has been a great year. Everything that you do nowadays, you couldn't do so long ago. So many things. You know what's weird is that there's a lot of shit that is coming back. There's, you know, mm-hmm. now girls are freeing the nipples and, and no no bra, and that's a cool thing now. Whereas that happened in the, what, 70s, 80s and shit? Yeah, sure. Whenever, uh, 70s. whenever Jimi Hendrix, where do you play? Stock, stock, S- stock. Stockholm Syndrome? 
No, what's no. the place called? <laughs> Woodstock. There it is. When Woodstock, you know, and then now it's coming back. Now I just it's like see, I, I knew it, but I wanted to see how long it would take for you to go from stock to, to Woodstock. Woodstock. It would have been a while. I was about to see this long been, tangent been, of like yeah, stock, been a good stockman. <laughs> but no, that that's legitimately crazy. That it's it's there's brawl, you know, the brawl list, and then you went to brawls, and now it's going brawl list, and then. Like Pretty racism, soon. it went away for a little bit. Now it's back, full fledged. I don't know if um, it ever really went away. Yeah, but no, we felt like it did. <laughs> um, it's just crazy how like, and then even fashion, like a bunch of things go out of style, then they come back into style. Oh yeah, 2018's been weird. It's been a weird time. Have you ever seen the thing on the internet where they're talking about like, uh, I just can't wait for the fucking uh, roaring twenties to happen again? Because I, I just guarantee you, there's gonna be some people dressing up like motherfucking like Great Gatsby type era shit. Because that's think? what's gonna come back. Oh, fuck yeah. People can't afford it. There's going to be a fucking another recession in the goddamn 30s. And but here's everyone's going to party. But nowadays we have like E and like all this other fucking like party drugs. And everyone's going to get fucking crazy. It used yeah, to just be how, alcohol. And they'd be like, wow, look at us. But how backwards is it that so this is crazy. Back in the Dizay. Mm. When they would dress like that. Great Gatsby, like old everyone was wearing suits. That was casual wear. Absolutely. Um, boy. It would, it would, that was like, that was what you got. That was even poor people dress that way. Yeah, Nowadays, right. if you want to dress yeah, that way, you got to spend a pretty penny. Maybe. Or maybe they just all fucking, we just only see the pictures of the wealthy because they could afford no, cameras. even Well, I mean, I guess I'm only going off of movies and stuff, but anytime you have poor right, people right. in movies, they still dress with the slacks and the, the, the dress shoes. I've seen and some they, peasants in those movies. I've seen like Charlie, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. That motherfucker, that old man wearing pajamas all day, every day. <laughs> don't knock wearing pajamas all day every day that's your first mistake no but really to dress like people dress casually that's a pretty penny now i can't get up and on that's that garb a pretty penny that's a pretty fucking penny did Tom, i say that yeah did i say it like it's that? a pretty fucking penny i don't know i don't know what i said as soon as it happens it's gone for my memory uh, fuck it it's a pretty i said that it's a pretty penny. I won't believe it till I hear it back. Oh, you're gonna hear it back. That's not the fucking. That's the point of all this. We just like to hear ourselves talk because no one else would. Isn't that true? That's all podcasts are. Yeah, it's just like just oh, I got an excuse to listen to my fucking self. Yes, sir, Rooney. So I've been living with white people for way was, too long. Was, yeah, you, <laughs> I just, you've been living oh, with Taylor way that's too awkward. long. <laughs> <laughs> Baba Louie, because like that's the shit I fucking say and think that I'm still stupid white for fucking saying so. I'm like quoting my dad used to say uh My dad Baba Rooney. My dad used to be like it. my dad used to be like I don't know bedtime for Bonzo and I always fucking Bedtime for Bonzo. Yeah, I used to always fucking pick that shit up. Found out it was a goddamn Ronald Reagan movie in like the 50s where he like takes care of some monkey. And then Bonzo and the name, the name of the movie is Bedtime for Bonzo. So I would like say just I don't know, I'd be in college and be hanging out in a room and be like, bedtime for Bonzo, and no okay. one know what the fuck I'm talking about. Wait a minute, it's okay. So you're, so you're an actor. <laughs> yes. You, I said where, that like, you, I said you, that, yeah, I, I said that like I'm this? not one. Uh, that was sad. <laughs> like, um, you're an actor. What's no, that okay, like? well, so I've always thought about this. How do you feel about working alongside potentially dangerous animals? 
fucking serious. Why are you laughing? Like, this is, this is I'm talking to you right now. Ben's, I don't know. I think it'd be pretty you, bad fucking ass. You, so you say that. I'm terrified. Well, they got fucking professionals. They're not just. Well, you, they're not well, just what professional is going to stop gonna, Bonzo from beating that ass? They're not just grabbing some random wild monkeys no. and wild wolves and being like, all you, right, come on to this. Are set. you saying the monkey's professional? The monkey's yeah, got the mon- etiquette? The monkey has been trained his whole life. Until he shit. decides to stop being a professional ass <laughs> monkey and he beats the brakes off you. That's a, that's a. It's not hey, gonna happen. It's not there, gonna happen. I could I could they bring up a, I could so bring up a clip right now of a bear. I think it was the bear that was in Eddie Murphy's movie, <laughs> Doctor Doolittle. <laughs> My bad. Uh, I think it was the bear in there. He he looked at he looked at her. He said he looked to the side. He said, "I don't like this bitch," and he started tearing her up. And then the trainer was like, "Stop, stop!" The bear didn't give a shit. Well, luckily, animals like me, so I'm pretty sure I don't have to worry about that. All animals like you, too. They don't. Ten years later, Tyler Gaylord killed my fucking wolf, who he thought was actually a set wolf, but it was just a random wolf that walked onto the set. Gaylord slaughtered. Gaylord slaughtered. <laughs> Lord of the gays, been killed. Oh, no. I'd probably have so, you don't have any fear. You have to work with a, a, I'm sure a have, big 1,300-pound I'm sure. Kodiak I'm, bear. I'm sure once I'm staring that fucker in the face, yeah, I'm gonna be fucking terrified. But that'll me- that bear mess safe, you up. Safe in a Van Nuys fucking apartment right now. I'm like, fuck, nah, shit See, ain't nervous. I'm realistic about my fears. I know where they. I know where they start. You know where they start. I know where they start. I don't know where they end, but I know where they start. And I can tell you, monkeys, big ass monkeys. Bears. I find gorillas awesome, dude. Gorillas are bad fucking. Are you saying ass. girls or gorillas? Gorillas. Oh. Gorilla. Gorilla. <laughs> Gorilla. Clayton. Hash, Clayton, Clayton no. Disney. Hashtag Disney. <laughs> Clayton. Clayton, no. Gorilla. <laughs> uh gorillas, no. You know, that's the animal. If you ask me what animal ask me what animal I want to be. <laughs> no, do no. it. For anyone who's just listening on this podcast, no, no this, ask me the like, question. That's a, okay, all right, Freddie, what, what animal? I want to be a gorilla. Like, <laughs> this is the most like, sadly, it, it sounds like the most racist thing that could come out because you are a big dude. No, it's You're not very broad. It's a little. Wait, wait a minute. Okay, it, it is a, it is a little racist. <laughs> like, it's, it's like it's, if some dude goes, "Oh, look at that gorilla," it, and they're pointing well, at no, you on the side, you like, can't say that. You'd be like, "Fuck that!" I'm dude. the only person who would be like, "Thank you." <laughs> Thank you for seeing me for who you I am. Start crying. I, I, out, out of, of happiness. <laughs> we had this. Act, we, yes, we talked about this on the first podcast we did. But yes, no, uh, that would uh, that would be that would be a great. Type of I want to who okay? Who, who wouldn't want to be? It's literally me, but stronger. Yeah, but you know they got like two inch penises. That ain't me. <laughs> You're like you're literally like this big hulking monstrosity, and it's all just toxic max- masculinity because they have fucking small ass penises. I'm at least rocking a four and a half incher. <laughs> at at, hey, at, at least, least, at least, at least. I know I'm where like my fears start. I don't know size. where they end. <laughs> at least, at most five and a half. But okay, <laughs> so you do know where it ends. <laughs> What were we talking uh, about? Uh, we were talking we, about fucking gorilla dicks, apparently. No. <laughs> if someone hashtags gorilla dicks, no, we're not talking about gorilla dicks. We're talking about working with dangerous animals. What about a snake? What about a big ass, like 30 foot? They don't get that big. Like a 20 foot anaconda. This <laughs> is the movie Anaconda. You, I'm, shit. You know what's crazy? Wow, that was the 
best shit I think I've ever heard in a long time. I'm gonna sell that audio clip to fucking movie trailer. <laughs> shit. Like I I cannot hit the the fucking octave that you just fucking hit. No, real talk. I have nightmares about big ass snakes. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Are we still talking about dicks? There, there are people. What? Oh, <laughs> uh, there are people who. Uh, so I used to think in my head, if you get attacked by a big ass snake, because you know I, I think about this. This is my daydreams. Yeah, yeah, it's normal stuff. You, you, I'm thinking about how you fight it, or like if you came across and your loved one was being attacked by a 20 foot anaconda. How you? What do you? What do you do? And I'm like, okay, well you you know you go for the head. If you got a knife, chop the head off. It turns out that their body still keeps constricting. So there was a dude. Who had a, uh, uh, it was a python, I think, around his arm. And they took so long to get the python off that once they chopped the head off and the python was dead, the, the actual body stayed around the arm. He had to, he had to get it amputated. That's so, how dangerous that. So who's the loser in this situation? The anaconda that lost its life? Or the man who lost his arm? The anaconda because it's dead, bitch. All right. So you know what? I'll take that. I'll, I'll take Moving that. On. I'll, Answer, I'll move on. That move question on. was answered. That, that's I would all I rather needed. be armless than dead. That's all I needed. But I'll, say that now. Yeah, <laughs> you lose your arm tomorrow. You're like, man, I wish I was dead. I don't want to say what because I, people out there if, have. If, if 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 we lost both of our arms, I'm sure that we would continue living, and I'd probably make a lot of fucking great jokes. I changed my name to. No, that'd be if I lost both my arms and both my legs. I'd change my name to Matt, but, you know. I want to hit you so bad. <laughs> I'm so upset at you for making that joke. If I lost both arms, I would immediately take up kickboxing. Because the amount of people would, would have to say, I, would, I got my ass beat by someone with no arms. I would, I would cosplay <laughs> as Sid a Widow from Pokemon all fucking day. Just a fucking basic From name. what? From Pokemon, you ever seen Sid a Widow? Sid a oh, Widow. Oh, god damn. Anyone who's like fucking You fucking Pokemon. nerd. Ah, you discovered me. Wait. <laughs> Wait, uh which which season? I only watched the first and it's I like, think the second it's, season. It's in the second season. It's in the in the Johto region. <laughs> I would just, oh, I kind of remember him <laughs> I would a just, little bit. I would just attach like fake ass sticks to my fucking hand as my arms and just be Ugh. That's what I would do if I had no I don't like that. Yeah, I like it. If you lose your arms, all of your aspirations are just going downhill. Are you kidding me? How many fucking how many I wanna hit you too. How many actors <laughs> do you think there are out there with who are losing both their arms? I don't think people with no arms act. Exactly. So I and the I don't competition wanna, I don't So the competition <laughs> the competition just got real easy for me. Because they go, all right, this guy needs to have no arms. Who? Oh, Tyler Gaylord. He's a no-arm fucking specialist. I'll be like the Danny Trejo of no arms. They got a lot of other problems on their hands. <laughs> you know, I'll be the Danny Trejo. I, I can see Who is Danny Trejo? I don't know. I, you know, fucking I'm, so, I, you know I'm bad with names. Danny Trejo like, was always like the tough like Mexican like dude in any movie. Robert Rodriguez Machete. Filmed. Yeah, Machete. 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 He's made his own Machete, name for Machete, you. Oh, you oh, my uncultured You twine? gringo. Uh, you gringo. <laughs> I think that's kind of racist. Well, yeah. It's a little racist. It's, your it's like white man, I think. Oh, God. What if that's not what it means? <laughs> I think it means white guy around Hispanics. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's about, what it means. How about you just yell gringo at me when we're out back by the dishes at just Yard House? Just see what they say. And every, and every You're going to see fucking, everyone in the kitchen go, go oh, yeah, yeah, see, see, oh, yeah, see, 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 amigo. They're all going to fucking laugh. <laughs> gringo. I swear to God, one of them called me a bitch one time. 
Buta. Yeah, I think I heard it. Vinci Buta. He might have been talking about something entirely different, but I well, thought what it. What the fuck you think I'm saying? Buta? Isn't it Puta? I thought it was Puta with a P, but. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that's what I said. You said Buta. No, I didn't. No, who are you? Who are you? We got a thing on. We can play. Buta? That's racist. Buta means boot. Racism. Pantalones means pants. I don't know. It is. You don't know if there's a correlation there. What? I don't know. I don't know how they which came first. Spanish okay, the chicken or the egg? I don't know. The, the I don't know. Pantalones or the buta? or pantalones? Pantalones. I really want to learn Spanish. So, so. Fantastic Beasts. And where Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. The second how, one. How the fuck? What did you think of the movie? What Real did quick. I think of the movie? I want, I want to hear your take. Let's dive in. Let's get deep. Let's get deep. Let's get fucking deep. Not as deep as a gorilla dick, but, you know, we'll get deep. Four and a half inches. <laughs> um, I wish I was Fantastic that Beasts <laughs> and Where to Grindelwald. Uh... You know what? I thought it was way better than I hate. I didn't like. I didn't hate. It. I didn't like the first one. I didn't like the first one. I liked the second one. Uh, it was fun. It they they started off real strong, but you know I got big issues because I was expecting some Dumbledore Grindelwald action, not in the in the mm, kind of way, but in the the dueling kind of way. No no you. crossing wands, but. I was expecting them to have a big duel. I like that they had that little inclusion in there, though. You could definitely tell with the with the mirror scene how how Jude Law. Oh, they straight they help. straight went for it. I was happy about that. But I will say uh, to answer the question we had earlier when we saw the movie Taylor, and I told Freddie this in the car. Uh, they're planning five movies, planning five of them. It's stupid. they got they got to get to they got they got to get to 1945. It's gonna be so long to get to the point, but then. I yeah. don't think they should do five. I don't think they should do five. I mean, it's bold. But here's the thing. It was fucking bold of her at the beginning to be like, because they had this plan to do five before the first one was ever out. She's like, bitch, we're going to do five fucking movies. Like, see how the first couple work out and see see if, you know, maybe there's enough there to sustain five. But she's from the beginning. It's like, no, nah, we're doing fucking five What do you th- But what would need to happen? I don't, I, don't think there, I don't think there's anything that could happen. It's like Star Wars. I don't think there's anything that could happen. That if if J.K. Rowling produces anything remotely Harry Potter, people are going to go watch it. In the same way that no matter how bad the Star Wars movies gets, everybody always goes to see the next one. People hated the prequels, but they still saw one, two, and three. Everyone who hated the first one saw the second. Everyone who hated the second one saw the third. So, well, like, there's really not, there's there not anything that can happen that would stop people from getting in. Like, they're like, I want my Harry Potter juice. Want to yeah. juice up on the Potter? There will always be the diehard fans, but you definitely need the pop popular fans to come out because um, look at what happened with Solo, uh, Han Solo movie. It bombed, made three hundred like sixty three million dollars, but the budget itself was four hundred million between the rewrites and the reshoots, and they basically filmed two movies. And that's not counting advertisement. That's not counting a bunch of other factors. So it bombed. So Disney change their entire release schedule for what they want for the Star Wars films. They canceled a bunch of anthology films. They said, nope, this is not working. This is not what we're going to do. A lot of jobs were put a lot of pressure. Kathleen Kennedy, people were talking for her firing. They hired her on for another three years. They had renewed her contract. But the solo film changed entirely. Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, came out and said, we have to change entirely how we plan to do our Star Wars films. From one 
bomb. I th- I think okay. Here's the deal. I, I okay. So, so that like is. It, I'm just saying, like, if the next Grindel, if the next like Grindelwald does like a hundred million dollars, I think they'd be like, mm, maybe you're gonna wrap this up in the next one. But I think it's different when you have. Okay, so spinoffs are a little so like right now, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is your Harry Potter fix, right? Yeah. It's 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 the only thing where Star Wars went wrong is they started releasing side shit. They started going, okay, we're gonna have a Rogue One, and then we're gonna have Solo. They started they started branching out and having a bunch of things coming out at once, and that's what diluted it. If it was just the Star Wars film, I guarantee you, no matter how bad it bombs. Well, for it won't bomb if it's the Star Wars film, because no matter how bad a Star Wars film is, all of them made money, made enough for them to want to make another. No. Yeah, that's what I mean. But that's that's the key word. It made money. If the Grindel, if the Star Wars films stopped making money, they wouldn't make well, them. Yeah, anymore. but I'm you saying I saying? don't think they will. You know what I'm saying that's I'm, what I'm. So that's I'm, my point yeah. is I don't think they as long as the Star Wars. Now, if they make side projects, that's different. You know, if Harry Potter starts coming out with three or four different side projects, that dilutes well, the series. But as long as it's the current Harry Potter thing or the Star Wars thing, I don't think it's ever going to not make money. To me, to me, if it's the Harry Potter thing and the crimes of Grimmauld, I don't know what it's done budget-wise. I know the reviews have been very mixed. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, if it, like I said, it's all about the money. If it doesn't make money, uh, then it will not last five movies. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think it will make enough money for them to keep keep going with it. Because uh, it's just so hard to find new IPs that are going to be, you can basically bank on to make money. And so I think that they're definitely going to ride this until it proves otherwise. But yeah, I mean, money trumps all. One thing that I'm looking at right now, give me one second, is my big problem. I remember when the opening credits happened. Not the opening credits, the opening scene happened you were like that's better than the first oh, like, turn to me and go that's better than the first one entirely and it was a badass scene. that was a badass scene excuse me immediately I, better it, it it was something that really gripped you and i kind of felt like it's kind of like a letdown after the opening scene because it's like all right here we go this is what we're gonna get and then it took a long time to get to the next action piece that was going to be on that level i think there's a lot of uh so uh, a game um no, no, scratch that point. But uh, it's uh, yeah, it, it's a big mistake to hit hard with an action scene like that. To be like, here's what Grindelwald, here's what Grindelwald can do. Right. He, you know, and then you just for the rest of the movie, you never have him even match that level, or at least the way he and, does it. And even like, remember when one of my big my big problems was like the last scene, right? Was a very big CGI heavy, but I didn't really care about the stakes of it all, right? If fuck, because it was just this big old flame that was sucking people in and stuff. And yeah, we get that Grindelwald is is powerful, but the closeness and the interaction between human beings that was happening in the opening scene, you felt the stakes. You felt like okay, and there was n- like no more one on one. Like this guy's just a badass with a fucking wand. Like it would have been interesting to see a little bit more of that one on one display. And maybe they're like, we'll save that for the later movies, and and they they want to save Grindelwald as much as they can. But to me, it just nothing really matched how badass that that opening scene was. And so by the end, when it was just this big CGI thing and all these things, I was like, yeah, it looks cool, but I just didn't really care too much. It was just I didn't care about the stakes of it all. One thing I, I mentioned before. OK, so it looks like in the brief look I can do. 
Oh, someone's calling me again. God damn it, motherfucker. Bye, Katie. Hey, Taylor, Samuel you want to jump D. in on this? Did you go Samuel Jackson on me? All right, Taylor's going to take over for a second. Hey, what's up? Tay-Tay. Tay-Tay has entered the building. I feel so official. What What did you think of Fantastic Beasts? I thought it was good. I thought visually it was very, very good. Um, the story needs work. That's definitely true. Also, you are pronouncing it right. It is pronounced with a V and Grindelwald? not a, a W. But yes. it's spelled with a W, right? It's spelled with a W. It's German. Um, Grindelwald. Grindelwald, yes. Um, Why does he have a German name? I don't know. But that's, or is it, or is it Russian? I don't, I don't. I mean, either way, it's not English. Either, either way, yeah, it's it's whatever. There is a specific language that pronounces W's as V's and V's as W's, but that is. Weinstefaner. It's it's German. German. Okay. Um, I thought the story was. I thought. So far, the first two movies in Fantastic Beasts, I loved both of them, but they are very confusing, and it's like a lot of waiting around for something exciting to happen you okay so me and taylor got into a a, not a i was about to say a huge fight not a huge fight but we (laughs) i hate the character of credence uh uh, (laughs) i hate him i hate him with a passion he's boring he's lazy writing i don't like him (laughs) taylor's a little more forgiving (laughs) she doesn't have the issues that i have with him i don't she has a hope Okay, she has hope, and there's no hope for a character like that. <laughs> there's none. It's squashed. It's dead. It's gone. I, I see. Here's the here's the thing. I trust J.K. Rowling, and I think that's you. So you look at it as, a, like you look at it from close up, right? So you're like, this character doesn't make sense. Like, the, the, like why are they doing this? They're just throwing it in. And I and like we talked about, I totally agree with you in your points. But I also trust J.K. Rowling, and I know she doesn't just throw shit into her stories. She thinks about them. She She's already planned out. And I made this point to you. She has planned out so much detail. If, you, if, if any of you guys are fans of Pottermore, you know how much side shit that she reveals on Pottermore that just shows that she has this whole world already planned out already written out already on her radar like every every question you could possibly ask her she has a definite answer for so i i trust jk rowling i could eat my words in the next movie who who knows the thing is i trust her too i trust her to realize that she made a mistake (laughs) (laughs) and and to correct it Trusting her full heartedly. That's what I'm saying. I, watch me eat my words in the next movie, and Credence is just dead at the beginning and no longer a character. Yeah. <laughs> it's. Ah. I definitely. So so I ended up conceding in the argument that we had. I conceded that, that Credence was not written very well right now. I hope that he. Um. There was one of two ways that he could go that could kind of redeem him. One was he dies mm. and just is not in the franchise anymore. That would be redeeming. And <laughs> and the other one is that he it shows him learning from 
from Grindelwald over a, an expansive period of time. But that would involve a severe time jump between the second movie and, and the third movie. And I don't think that they will do that. So who knows? I don't know. Who knows? We will see okay. in the next movie. So I saw, since Tyler's not back yet, me and Taylor saw Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, yes. What'd you think? It's so good. Everybody, everybody, go see it. Go see the movie. You know what was nice? Is Bohemian Rhapsody. I have so much like more respect for Queen now. And I know that's probably not something I should say. But it's like, I saw the movie and like everything I hear about Queen, everything I listen to, like when Queen comes on the radio, I'm like, oh my God, I know so much more about that. Yeah, but I think that's kind of the that's kind of the point. I think that's a good thing. I think like when you're making a biopic, if you have something about r- biopic, <laughs> <laughs> if you're making a, a biopical, uh, <clears throat> the one with Ray Charles, the one with uh, Johnny Cash, I think there's two things you want to hit. You want to hit anyone who knew about the p- the person <clears throat> that you're talking about. Uh, anyone who knew about them or were fans of them, you want to do them justice. You want to portray that person right and you want to give a good homage to what they've done. Yes, absolutely. The second thing is you want to have a new generation of people say, hey, here is who you missed out on. Right. We're going to show you what you missed out on. Right. And then that new generation of people will go, holy shit, I want to know more about that person. Exactly. And I think that you, I mean, oh, you knew who Queen was, but I think that's what happened with you is yeah. you, you saw the video and you were like, oh my God, this is what Queen is. This is who Freddie Mercury is. And then you went and started looking at more Freddie Mercury, more Queen, yeah. and you gained a more, that's, I think that's exactly the what the, the movie should be hitting. Yeah. If you already liked Queen, you should be proud of them. Yeah. If you don't know Queen, you should want to know them after this movie. Yeah, I agree. And then that final, that final scene, I don't know if we can talk about that because it's on it's on social. Like you can spoilers, see spoilers, spoilers. Just know there's spoilers. <laughs> spoilers ahead. Spoilers. Ahead. Click off if you don't want spoilers. Just so you know. The final scene, Live Aid. The detail. Did we ever? We never. We never looked up to see if it was like a side by side. Freaking, yeah. I don't think they have a full. I don't think they have a full clip of the. Uh, Whoever is tech savvy, someone put a side by side of the actual Live Aid performance with the Live Aid performance well, in the movie. It's not even tech savvy. It's just they got to wait till it's released I don't, i'm pretty sure youtube's gonna take that down you can't just put the whole ending of, of a movie up just i'm tech savvy i get i i get the movie beforehand because i'm no they did the, the the last scene they did live aid and if you watch the live aid performance they their detail is crazy the way he sings it the 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 drinks on top of the piano the certain dance moves yeah. they they were so incredibly detailed where they didn't take some liberties they didn't make it some kind of different thing okay. they straight up just just recreated this what is considered to be one of the greatest if not the greatest the rock greatest. performance the greatest um and that's a big that's a big deal down to down to um Rami Malik doing um Freddie Mercury's Did you say mo- Randy Malik? I said Rami Malik. Rami. Rami Malik? Rami Malik. Rami? Rami Malik. I think you said Randy. No, I said Rami Malik. Fucking liar. <laughs> okay, no, Rami I, Malik. No, I said it right because I always said it Rami Malik, and that's racist. <laughs> <laughs> Rami Malik. Rami Malik. Even down to his movements in that scene were spot on to Freddie Mercury's. And that's like when we were looking up interviews, that's why I tried to figure out how he got into that character. Like, I wonder how many times he watched the Live Aid performance. Um, I did just look it up and um, 
I found an article that said um, Bohemian Rhapsody is the second highest grossing music biopic. What's the first? Um, let's see. It's got to be Ray, right? It it uh, it might be Ray. It's either it's got to be Ray or Walk the Line. Let's see. Um. Oh my God! It took eight years to from beginning to end. It took eight years to produce and release Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, it does not say in this video or in this article who is the the first, but it's got to be. I mean, those are the biggest ones. It's got to be. I would think, right? You oh type so, so loud. loud. I'm so that is sorry. disgusting. I'm so I am. Sorry. I am angry at how loud you just typed. <laughs> That's not okay. It's aggression. You got issues. You got to deal with that. <laughs> you got to figure that out. I we take it out. On my, I take out my aggression that. on my typewriters. That's, that's what I, my typewriter. Your typewriter? <laughs> my keyboards. Ooh. Oh, my God. I'm Ooh, sorry. We're going to cut the rosé off. What are you drinking? White Zimbabwe? <laughs> no, I'm drinking pink Roscato. Roscato? Pink. No, Moscato. Sorry. Pink Moscato. Hello, good sir. Oh, he's back. Hello, okay. good lady. I am. I am welcome. I am leaving now. But um, here's. Thanks for talking, Tay. She's still going to be here. Yes, I'll be the one laughing ridiculously in the background. How did recording go? It was good. Sorry, uh, Tyler's uh, girlfriend, Katie, yes. just walked in. They were recording some, some music. It was good? Yeah, it was. That's awesome. Yes. Are you sure you're okay there? All right. Welcome back. We discussed a whole slew of things. I know, seeing the highest grossing biopic of all time. That's yeah. Cool. What, where'd, you, where'd you guys get on topic about that? We go, we, we switched from uh, Fantastic Beast to Bohemian Rhapsody. And we started talking about that. Ah. And we were talking about the highest grossing bio biopic, and then how you say it. She used to say biopic. Oh. So of course that that evolves into biopical. What um, what is the highest grossing biopic of all time? Well, that's what the fuck we were looking up, Tyler. You didn't get the answer. We did not get the answer to that. He just comes in just expecting information. Well, I figure that you that's fucking knew what the fuck you were doing. God damn. No, not not the that, that great highest a, grossing film. That wouldn't be a biopic. Yeah, she she uh Katie suggested that Titanic was was the highest grossing and I'm pretty sure it is the highest grossing film. No, that's Avatar. But it beat it. Wasn't it Titanic? I think and then that Titanic, beat it. Titanic was James Cameron is on top of his shit. Yeah. James Cameron only comes out with they big released, hitters. They released the uh, they released the names for the other Avatar sequels. There's five of them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know where they're gonna. I don't know where they're. Here's the deal. I don't know where they're gonna go with it. But the fact that they're taking this long to release the second one when the first one did so well uh, with box now I know everyone that that, that whole po- Pocahontas comparison. It's true. I enjoy. But, I enjoy but the film. Yeah, but the fact is the cliche stories. Are good stories for a reason. They're cliche for a reason. Those are good stories. Some I mean, that that whole story is it is Pocahontas, but it's a good story, and they told it well. And the and the visuals were so different. You felt like you were in such a different world that it didn't feel like some kind of Pocahontas reboot right. or something like that. So that was great. And James Cameron takes his time. Yeah, no, I I I have full faith in James Cameron. I am definitely skeptical of shit. Not me. So for music, for biopics for music, straight out of Compton still has the highest 
Um, really? Mm-hmm. And it opened, and here's the here's the real killer. Okay, so the lifetime gross of it though was only one hundred and sixty-one million for what? For Straight Out Compton. Okay. Bohemian Rhapsody at this moment, in like its second or third weekend, has one hundred twenty-eight million. Ooh. So it's going to surpass it. But the interesting thing is. They're releasing them in about 1,300 more theaters. They released Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh. So, well, the, so the thing is, Straight, straight Outta Compton is one of those movies where there were, I guarantee you, there were so many. Bohemian Rhapsody reaches everyone. Yeah, right. Okay. Straight uh, Outta Compton. It's a very sel- Highland it's a very Ranch it's a select- isn't going to see. Like, so, you know what was funny? So, Medea movies. Oh, boy. We do, all. Do, oh, Kerr. Do, oh, that's see, not see, that's see, not see even Medea. Did he did that was racist? No, I think that was racist. No, no, that's you Tyler said, Perry. Okay, no, oh, <laughs> you ever see? What, yeah. Are oh you, yeah, that's fucking Medea, dog. You're, who? What? What? What line? What are you saying? He says it all times when the catch reads. What are you, you saying? Are you saying? Oh, what are you saying? We seen the like, you seen the SNL skit say, with that? Say it again. Oker. <laughs> <laughs> this bitch is doing Cardi B on a, on a podcast. I love it. Let's see. Are you? Let's see. Oker. Hello. <laughs> that's 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 Medea. That's, 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 yeah, that's, that's Medea. That may be what I'm mixing it up with. <laughs> um no, but but, but Medea, interesting enough, uh, in other areas uh in other areas, Medea would come out and it would last a while. And interesting enough, in Highland Ranch, which is like, oh Taylor, can I have a beer? Yes. Can you do a new salt rim? Yes. I'm entrusting you with a big task. That is that is a very big task because that's my alcohol. That's not sexist. I believe in you. I'm just entrusting you with a big task. Uh, what was it? Oh, so Medea did well. Um, money-wise, I'm not saying it's a good movie. The plays are way better. But it did well money-wise. Um, but in Highland Ranch, where it's like white, 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 that movie came and went in like two weeks. Right, sure. And in other areas. It was there for a while. It was there for a while. And it's yeah. interesting, and, and I'm not saying anyone, like I'm not saying that's racism or anything like that, because the truth is, there's certain, like, uh, Medea, the character, is a character that a lot of black people would, like, we, like, we, we've seen a character like that. We, so the, th- the things they reference are things that are culturally more intuitive yeah, right, right, and right. things that we've experienced. Um, whereas, you know, in Highland Ranch, where there's a, you know, bunch of white folk, they don't, they, they, they didn't quite go through a lot of that stuff. And so it just comes and goes. And so that's interesting. Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, 1,300 more theaters. Of course it's going to make more money. But what's interesting is, so it's 1,300 more theaters, and yeah, it is going to make more money, but Straight Outta Compton had the bigger opening weekend, even though it opened up in way less theaters at $60 million compared to $51 million. So you know the people who wanted to see Straight Outta Compton went to go see that fucking film oh, at yeah. the like, opening oh, yeah. weekend. They showed up. Thank that, you so much. Taylor did a fantastic that. job with this rim glass. I want you guys to know that she rims glass like the best of them. Okay, Taylor's rim jobs are to second say, to a, yep, none. Joke, she yeah. has the best rim jobs in the company. If you guys need a rim job, come to Taylor. Her number is 303. Yeah, there's a joke in there. <laughs> so to continue with the uh, to continue just very briefly, because I did want to make one little thing that I, I wanted to hear your guys take on, because I touched on it before, about the Fantastic Beast thing before I left. Was oh he trying to go back in time? I want to go back in time like we're in fucking Harry Potter, like a uh, time turner or whatever the fuck it is. Terrible at fucking references. You used the f word way too many times. No way. In that thirty seconds. Nope. I'm just from New England. That's how we use it instead of a comma. But continuing. Why is it called New England? 
Is that dumb of me to say? Because why is New Mexico New Mexico? Because we're the better England. I'm serious. I don't understand. I don't know the. I don't know the answer to that question. I. No. It was a new world because we hit. Really? Yeah, That's simple. It's literally just like, people like, came from the uh, old and went to the new and called it the new. They were like, apparently, I hated where I came from. That's why I moved. But I'm still gonna name it after where well, I came from. They were chartered. The king stole yeah, right. them and stole them the land. It was a charter. Right. Oh, Katie's coming over now. I don't know if you guys heard. Katie's that. a Katie, history teacher. Katie, you're a history teacher. Yeah. Katie's a history teacher. She just said that the king still owned them. In char- I'm gonna sound so stupid trying to say what you said, <laughs> but she said that the king still owed them. Own owned them. Yeah, he like and it, it. He chartered it. Yeah. Until the revolution. And then America fucked it up. A part of what? How many states are a part of what? What's a part of New, New England? England is what New England is not. Six. Six states are a part of New England. Yep. Shit, I'm so stupid. <laughs> Why? What did you think? It was one thing? Maine was Massachusetts? Yes. But it became Maine like yep. You're jittery. You love this shit, don't you? Yeah, this is your. Not the old stuff? What's she, your favorite? She's just nervous. You, you can't hear her. I'm going to have to tell you what she's saying. But what's your favorite, your history teacher, what's your favorite point of history? The 60s. Man. The 60s. Ooh. What is the most, oh, fuck. She's, ah, this is why we need more mics. <laughs> what is, what is, hold, hold on, hold on. I'll be back. I'm going to get a chair. I need Katie to talk. Ruth, I'm trying to get Katie her shit. Continue with yours because it's so important. Yeah, Katie's very important. Thank you very much. Katie yeah, she's is right. here. She's a history teacher. She's Tyler's girlfriend. And she said her favorite part of history is the 60s. I want to know why, Katie. Well. Bring yourself bring closer. <laughs> you got you to gotta speak right up into the mic. Okay. The Closer. There you go. Close enough? Look, look That's closer. good. Okay. The, uh, <laughs> Put your honeymoon with the mic. Look closer. There's look closer. like... 15 million things that happened in this one decade that like changed the whole trajectory of the country. So as far as American history goes, 60s are bomb. What are some of the things that you like about them? What do you not like? What's the, what's the biggest, really selling it. Holy shit moment. You go, your students have to listen to this. Holy shit moment. (laughs) Um, of the sixties. Um, well, there's a lot. I don't know. You can't just you say can, that. You're sounding <laughs> you like your students see, writing a bullshit a essay. Like, well, you know, well, there's you a lot of things. People are starting to figure out, like, there's a lot of government corruption, right? You're figuring out, like, okay. this so, war's so bullshit. What, so what is it for you? Is it the Nixon administration? Is it Nixon's Woodstock? The 70s. Is it There you go. See? Once I start giving you things, <laughs> you start talking about things. So is it, 60s, like, Woodstock? 60s is, is like, Woodstock, I know. Vietnam so protests, one. civil rights movement, like, Crazy things happen. So pick it. Would, you, would, you say it's, would you say it's safe to say that in the 60s is when people started becoming like kind of more aware? Yes. They, they got to be able to say, oh, there is that war that's happening. That's bullshit. Oh, we do have, you know, we can let our titties out. Whatever it is. They, but they, like, that did was you say the 60s? Was that 70s? No, Woodstock. Woodstock was 69. Yeah, that's like late 60s. Woodstock was 69. Yeah, so. 69. Yeah. Wink, wink, wink. People were more conscious for sure, and I think they finally started to be able to speak their mind. But I think that's because of a music shift. I think that's mm-hmm. kind of the thing that switched it all. Things yeah. stopped being so conservative, right? Yeah, yeah, rock, rock, rock kind of. Uh huh. Things from like Britain came over. Queen, transitioning back. When did Queen start? Nineteen seventies. Nineteen seventy. Yeah, something Queen. like that. Watch the movie. We did. Nineteen seventy. <laughs> he died in ninety one. Nineteen seventy. 
1973. Oh my god, I'm looking it up. Final the answer. more you say it, it's not going to become more right. Found it in 1970. Found in 1970, Queen became Queen. Uh, yeah, that's okay. So 60. Yeah, I'd say you're on. I think I'd say you're onto something about the music changing. People were definitely a lot less. Um, they're more conscious of the press, which now has taken a real extreme. To now, where no one trusts the press, like yeah. it's gotten to like this this you opposite side. Like, all those stuff being leaked about how like Vietnam was twenty years in the making, and it was a bunch of government fuck ups. Yeah, right, right. And that started coming out in the press. That's true. Too. So you know, there was like there was this this huge awakening of everything going on. I, but yeah, from every aspect. If you look at fashion, if you look at music, if you look at sports themselves sports figures started becoming much more popular in american sports culture at that time like everything now started to shift towards more of a conscious of the individual so the 60s is an interesting time for sure i i tell people all the time so it's really interesting to me when i meet uh like white people who are like 90 because <laughs> i i get to look at them and like like they legitimately lived it like they made some choices <laughs> they they were either the person who was like, yeah, these black people are kind of weird. Like, let's, you know. Enslaved. Let's, let's, you know, let's. Black people are weird. Let's, let's not give them full rights. Yeah. And then there's, you know, like every, every. They have rights. Every person who is 90 years old, 80 years old, whatever. They lived through that shit. Yeah, yeah right. And, and that means that they either had to go through it as a black person or. <laughs> They were a white person who was actively in a part of the racist era, mm-hmm. or didn't agree with it. You know, there's just well, so, look, there's so yeah. much like rich active history. And it was just was it was just old. trending now that what the the little girl who was in the first um, consolidated school when they ended like when she had Ruby to go to, yeah, and she's like what sixty like five. Yeah, <laughs> it's and like, and you're like the first first girl to ever go into like a school that was allowed to have whites and blacks is only like 65. Yeah. So long ago. Isn't that fucking uh, nuts? Brown v. Board was 68, I think. Brown v. Board. Brown that v. sounds Board. racist as fuck. Yeah. No, Thurgood Marshall, like the best yeah, look guy up, ever. Look up Thurgood. Um, Thurgood's the man. Brown v. Yeah. <laughs> what are we going to call the, it? Uh, that brown guy came in. and <laughs> he's the person's last name. I guess he's versus us. <laughs> So it's the board versus yes. Sterling K. Brown. Wow, I didn't know that Sterling K. Brown was part of a court case. Thurgood Marshall was the attorney on it, and it was the Supreme Court case that desegregated schools. Look up Thurgood. Nice. Yeah, nice. Right, this wow, history lessons. That's, that's, yeah. Right, so many things did happen in the 60s. Yeah. Martin yeah, Luther King died in 1970 what? Four? It was earlier. No, I think it was earlier than that. Mad, Men, Mad Men talked about it. 68? So, wow. One of my favorite board in my classroom called <laughs> "Shit Old Dead White Men Did," and they can like post things on it. He died. And we learn about it. Yep, he died. <laughs> Sixty-eight. Yep. Yeah. Damn. So. Yes. He was assassinated. <laughs> Him and Bob Marley died on the same day. <laughs> it's a true fact. Bob Marley. It's not widely known. And Malcolm fact, X, but it's, Malcolm it's X was killed sixty-five. Mm. So everyone was fucking dying in the sixties. So Magneto and Xavier. Mm-hmm. Went Charles the same, yeah. and Magneto the same three years. Dead. D E D. Malcolm X is like the kind of leader that I connect with. Yeah. I don't yeah. know he's a little, he's a little, he's a little violent for my Malcolm taste, is, but I get it. Why, why is he a leader? Why is he a leader that you agree with? Because <sighs> you're about to give us the Katie treatment here. 
For many reasons. For many, there's a lot of things. And he did a lot of things, and most importantly, he is a lot of things. I just don't know if I should say what I think. I think the Malcolm X tactic. What's the Malcolm X tactic? Malcolm X over MLK. MLK believed in love versus violence. MLK believed in violence versus love. But I don't believe that. People say that. That's very black and white. I don't. <laughs> that's not what I meant. Wait, wait, what? Very black. Say and it one white. more time. I was on this one. What? Say that one more time. Are you this mixing up? Texan and he came no. Back. Say it one more time. I missed it. Sorry. So MLK was very uh, love over violence. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And MLK was. Violence over love. You mean Malcolm X was violence over you love? Saying MLK you, you kept saying MLK person. twice. That's why I was confused. I'm so sorry. Malcolm X okay. was violence yeah. over love. Sure. Okay. And I don't believe that. Right. What I believe in is it's still love. It's all love. Mm-hmm. Malcolm X had love for his people. Mm-hmm. Malcolm X had love for his nation. He just chose. He was also he was also angry. And yeah. He chose. He th- he thought that. A more effective way would be force, yeah, not louder. passive. And and that mutants deserve to be over people. <laughs> oh shit! Fine, that's Magneto. My bad. I get mixed up like all the time. <coughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I need to go to jail. I don't know. I don't know. What? I don't know. I, louder. I, honestly, when it comes to people like Malcolm X, or if we're gonna take it the fantastical route, <laughs> when when we talk about Magneto, I agree with Malcolm X. I agree with the Malcolm X's. I agree with the Magnetos. I think that I don't believe love, I don't believe in violence over over. I don't believe love. in senseless violence. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe in I don't believe in rioting and like setting stores on fire and like senseless violence. But I believe. So, so my question would be: If you're talking about senseless violence, what? is considered senseless um, because any act of violence that is not in self-defense would in theory be be senseless. So what act of senseful violence, if that's even a word, uh, what what act of violence do you think would be like, okay, that was for a purpose? That was a very dramatic, like, no, like uh, in my headphones. I don't even, I don't even know if they'll pick it up. But the m- sound of the movement, it was like, boom, 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 boom. it was like this, like in other words, and just, just set up, like, it set up this really dramatic sound. Um, it's you know, it's entirely possible that there is no such thing as senseless, or there's no such thing as sensible. Violence? Is that a word? That's a word, right? Okay, good. So not senseful? Senseful. <laughs> was, that, was that stupid of me to say? I, I like, I like <laughs> the senseful. You're the dumb one. <laughs> I want everybody to know that I just said senseful. Don't worry, they heard. <laughs> and when I said it, I was like, I was in my head about like how smart I sounded. <laughs> I was like, damn, everyone's going to hear me say senseful, senseful and be like, that man knows some words. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go to Freddy. I need to go to Freddy if I need some words. Yay, that's sensualistic. (laughs) That's sensualistic thinking that you got going on there. Okay, so back to Taylor about the 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 sensible, the sense sensible, sensible, sensible violence. And maybe there is no such thing as sensible violence. Maybe it's all senseless. But I believe if you're hurting innocent people, that's a no-no. 
do not hurt innocent people. <clears throat> Are we allowed to judge who is innocent and who is not? That's a whole other issue, I think. But I think that targeted aggression and logical aggression, because I do believe that there is logical aggression, is sometimes necessary. A lot of people, if you just if you just sprout love everywhere, yes, it'll be it'll spread positivity and it'll spread love and and that is a great thing. That's an amazing thing. I know so many influencers who just they don't give in to hate. They don't give in to nasty people. They just spread positivity and that's great, but it doesn't change anything. Possibly. The but. thing that's overlooked though with King, especially in his movement saying, you know, the peaceful protest, that was, like, purposefully planned. And it wasn't just because he wanted it to be positive. It's because he was manipulating the media. And he was showing the media, look, they're beating us. They're they're hosing us. Oh. We're not doing anything. Oh, I think... We're the, resisting. I think the peaceful protest of MLK was brilliant. Because you literally cannot blame anybody in that at all. Mm-hmm. And it makes... It makes the... the the police who were yeah, against that it makes the government who were against like it makes them look like assholes yeah and then you have the people from totally up north understand. who didn't know well they like had an idea that this was going on but they didn't know how bad it was and there it is on their tv on the news right and they're like whoa yeah <laughs> a, genius on mlk's part yeah a big thing that uh that i think when we're, when when you're talking about how to effectively um teach someone so actually on taylor's facebook uh she recently had talked about uh, kids getting spankings, and that's a big thing now. In fucking 2018, you can't spank your kids. You get your kids taken away. Your kids, your kids have more power than you do. Uh, it seems like. And me and Taylor, although we grew up in entirely culturally different circumstances, we both got spanked. And um, I don't know how you you. Feel I never, got, I, I never you, got spanked. You, so Tyler didn't get spanked. Uh, he should nope. have been. This is why it's this way. See, I don't, I don't, but um, I don't agree with spanking, but, so it's interesting. Yeah, well, because you don't have to deal almost with you. Almost everyone um, I've met who, no. almost everyone no, I've kidding. met who's been spanked is for it, and everyone that I've met that hasn't been is against, is, is against it. It's almost like, it, it's, well, well, yeah, it's almost. It's, and it's funny. I, I think that what you should see is someone who has <laughs> been spanked and who is against spanking. Now, there's a difference between being spanked and being, like, fucking beaten. beaten. beaten yeah. There's a difference, sure. okay? Sure. One is out of one is out of love. One is out of spite or hate or some anger, aggression. I never got beat for my mother because my mother did not love me or my mother hated me or my mother was angry with me. I got beat because I did something wrong, exactly. and she would spank me, and never hurt me truly. Never it, what she did. So we used to have in class. I don't know if anyone else had this. In class, we would have this board where your name was, and you had a green card, you had a yellow card, and you had a red card. To flip the cards. Yes, oh, and dark. so if you were green, you were good for the day. If you did yeah. something bad, you had to flip it to yellow. That was yeah. your warning. Yeah. And if you did something real bad for the day, yeah. well, you got another bad strike. Call you switched home. it to red. You get a call home. Whenever <laughs> I got a call home, my mom spanked my ass. She got the belt out. If you and it and it scared me. There was one time where I got. <laughs> I, oh God! I wish I got, I wish my mom was here right now so I could bring up the moment. There was literally a time. Where I got in the car. <laughs> I was talking to my mom. And I was like, I got in the car. And I was like, Mom, you know how just uh, sometimes you have days where just, just, <laughs> oh, just not going well. Just, you know, situation. just like you have days where you're just off. 
And my mom was like, yeah, sweetie, I understand. Yeah, absolutely. I get it. And I was like, well, I'm glad you understand. <laughs> because I got something to tell you. <laughs> and I brought up that I got a red card. And immediately she was like, I'm going to beat your ass when we get home. Oh, my God. And I was God. like, wait a minute, Mom. I thought you understood. You said you knew. You said you understood. <laughs> Mom, she would, no. She would have me hold my hand out. She would say, hold out your hand. And then she'd take a belt. And she would smack the shit out of my hand, and it hurt so bad. Obviously, it's just the palm of my hand. It didn't do any lasting effect. But it, it, it would do that. And then at the end of it, the climax of the beating, she'd start you know, hitting me on the bottom and whatnot. Um, and what that did is, is made me go, fuck, I fear the red card. I don't like that red card. That red card means I get my ass beat. What is a red card? What happens when you get a red card? Oh, you got to do something bad in class? Dude, you probably shouldn't do something bad in class. Yeah. You shouldn't do that. And that's a last resort, okay? It's a last resort, and it should be a last resort. I only got my ass beat, like, three times. Yeah. Okay? Now, when people who talk about getting spankings, they weren't, like, a true and honest person given a spanking and getting a spanking when they're a kid, uh, or if you're giving it to your child, it shouldn't happen that often. Because the people who consistently spank their kids are the people who are beating their kids. That's a different scenario entirely. The people who got spankings when they did something bad, they fucked up, they know the consequences of what they did by the spanking. And then you, you grow to get this fear of, of spanking and you grow to, okay, what, what, why do I get spanked? And that's the key as a parent. You have to make it very clear that only these bad things are why you're getting a spanking. If you don't do these bad things, this spanking will not happen. It wasn't like, if I upset my mom today, will she spank me? If I say the wrong thing? No. If I did something undeniably bad, I'd get my ass beat. My thing is, my thing is I think that a lot of people don't know where a line is and i think a lot of people get out of control when people are put into a position of power especially especially parents who are put into a position of power and i feel like people tend to abuse that power and thus can abuse their children and you guys obviously have fine memories of whatever it is and i you speak from experience that i don't know so i can't comment on but in my opinion, there have been healthier ways to get that same action, the same a red card is bad without having to go to physical attack. My thing is, like I said, my I was never spanked, but I was a pretty good kid. And when I was bad, all it would really take because I looked up to my parents. And so the old disappointed type yeah. thing was life shattering for me. Or like they'd explain to me like how it hurt other people in the process, yeah. and then I would feel so you'd get empathy for other people that I couldn't do it anymore. I was yeah. just like, oh my god! And, and getting so having your children be aware of their, their actions and their consequences on other people. And like I said, everything is is a different story. Everyone has their own experiences. For me though, it's not something that I believe in. I don't believe in uh, that's ever a means to do because it can also confuse a kid because then they start thinking that. Because a kid doesn't always know what a line is. Maybe an adult knows what a spanking is versus what a beating is. But a kid doesn't. Yeah. And a kid could very well easily take out what he learned from his parents on other kids when they do something that he doesn't like and thus could cross a line and severely damage. Because they, I, I, I don't know that I... What, what were you saying, Katie? When it comes to like spanking and the whole like it getting reported, you can't do a thing. Like There's a line that people look for. Um like, if it's in a public place and it's super severe, that's a reportable offense. I used to be a yeah, Katie was a social worker, <laughs> a so she had to report. So I was a mandated reporter. Yeah. So when you have to be a mandated reporter, you have to look for things in public. If you see things in public, you report them. And it's more like 
a parent like whamming on a kid in public right. would be a reportable offense rather than like right like so, I said there's I that think, line I for think sure. so when you, when you talk about like kids getting confused I gotta say that I think there's a, probably a small percentage of that but I ultimately disagree I think you're talking about people who get beat like the, when, when uh, the, your part as a parent so I, my position and I think I would safely say that me Katie and Taylor's position is not that a, 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 a parent should ever ever take their anger out on their child via physical sure. violence we're all in that it should never ever be I am mad at you and therefore I am punishing you via violence it should be a lesson it should be because of something you did that is not about me being angry so my mom didn't give a shit that I spoke out loud in class whatever it is that gets you a red card I don't remember what it was but whatever gets you a red card in class she didn't care about the thing I did she said you got a red card it's not something you're supposed to do Therefore, here's the beating. She wasn't emotionally attached to the idea that what I did was wrong or something like that. And so what you're talking about is sound. I think it's very fair. And I think that that's something that should never happen. What you're talking about are people who beat their children. No, I'm just not saying. Not people who get I'm just saying, as lessons. There's a to me, big difference. To and me, I don't there think are, there's ever going to be a confusion about that unless there is a parent actively taking their anger out of their child, which none of us agree with. I'm just saying I believe that there are other means to go than ever having to lay a hand on a kid. Even if it is just a little thing, like a little couple slaps on the hand, whatever it is, I just don't feel that there's any lesson. To me, I don't feel like that teaches any lessons. That just makes you afraid of, okay, I don't want to get a red card because I don't want to get beaten. See, Not, and see, I know, I know, we said you know the difference between beating and and uh, see, this and, is, you this know, is this spanking. Is, this is the problem with what with the commenter that I had on the post that I posted is and, and you're not so aggressively but you're using the same terminology there's better ways to handle a situation than laying your hands on a child that's not what's happening you're 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 equating and maybe not consciously but using that terminology you're equating spanking with abuse and that's not that's not what it is that's not that's it's totally different it's completely So different. do you guys feel that it's an absolute necessity? Do you feel I know you guys said that it's a last resort, but do you feel like there's no other way to get a message across if it's a last resort? I think I think that so if you say is it an absolute necessity? I don't think anything's an absolute necessity. I think that with some children physical uh, punishment that way works. I think with some kids it doesn't. I think if you want to give a kid a timeout or put them on grounding or whatever the alternatives that you are suggesting those might be effective for some kids they might be horribly ineffective for others i think that's the point of uh, parenting is to figure out what works and what doesn't um so i don't think spanking is the absolute best way all the time i think that in some cases it is and i think that in some cases uh, other kids apply it differently so for me there was a time in my life where there was literally a big moment where my mom we both remember it taylor was there when me and her talked about it recently um my, my mom was gonna give me a spanking it had been years i had grown for you who don't, for all you don't know what I look like, which I imagine you do, but if you don't, I'm a big 300 pound black boy. <laughs> At the time, I probably wasn't, but I was still like 250 pounds. <laughs> she went to spank me. She so she had me hold out my hand, and then she would hit it with a belt. One day, she did that. It didn't hurt me at all. I was like, "Oh shit! I didn't even know you could be like invulnerable to spankings. I didn't know that was an option." So I had grown big enough to where she spanked my hand and I was like, oh shit, I don't do nothing to me. She did a couple times and she realized, she was like, oh, he had gotten too big. He can't, she can't hurt me anymore via the spanking. And that's when she started doing other things. 
That's when she started. She started opening the ante. Now she didn't hit. She didn't do physical violence because the only way she had to kill me. Like I was too big. If she wanted to do any violence after that, she'd have to stab me in the, in the neck. So that's when she started implementing other things. Now you're grounded. Now you take it because I still respected her authority. So even though I was too big for her to physically beat, I said beat. That's it. Physically spank. Uh, she started doing other things. I still respect her authority. You can't watch TV. You can't go out with your friends. Damn. Mama said I can't do that. Taylor's got something to say. We, it's, just, it's just, it's so funny how much, just the cultural difference, but how much we had in common. Because when I got older, I remember that there was a point in time where I was like 14, 15 years old, and my dad, I did something stupid and, and horribly bad, and my dad tried to spank me again, and it didn't work. So what he did from then on is whenever I did something real bad, I'm talking real bad, he would make me clean the entire bathroom with a toothbrush. So that's not, so that's all not laying I, a yeah, hand on your yeah. kid, but it's still, I was like, I don't So all I'm saying is like, why? what if they had returned to those resorts before the spankings? Like when, if you had never done the spankings, but they had done those other resorts. Well, we had already been corrected. At the time. The behavior had already been corrected. Well, and so I, it feels like you're missing the point of what I said. It's not saying that spanking is the best. No, I know, I know, I know, I know, what you, I know what you said. But you, I think there are plenty said, of times I've seen. You said it's depending on the kids, depending on the situation. And your job as a parent is to figure out what works. Who have tried to do what you're talking about? Sure. Who have tried to use other means, and their children are bad as fuck. Sure, but we also don't like, know. We don't know if they're bad parents as well. But, but that could be said with anything. Yeah, like that's exactly. so that that's irrelevant to the the argument because that could be applied to anyone. We don't know if they're good parents. We don't know if they're yeah, bad. We have parents. no idea. So if you see someone trying the method you're talking about doesn't work, yes, you're right. They could be bad parents, but that all of that is there's variables. There's so many factors. You as a parent have got to know when it's appropriate. If you're angry, that is not when it's appropriate. Sure. Spank your child. My dad, when he was in the heat of the moment and he was yelling at me and he was purple in the face, never did he spank yeah. me in those moments. Ever. He would spank me the next day. Hey, I'm, I'm, and I'm glad that you guys had, you know, because you had so good parents. There are so many factors, and I agree yeah. with that. You need to, before you decide to spank your child, and this was what, this is what the, the article, this is what I, the point I was trying to make to this woman who commented on my post. If she was like, no, it's bad. You're promoting violence against children and blah, blah, blah. And what I was trying to point out was the article that I posted said a new study in research in child development says, don't spank your children. Don't do it ever. And what I was trying to point out was, no. If you are a parent who knows the boundaries, if you are a parent who has tried other things, if you are a parent who you you understand the value of that tool use it use the tool i will say like as far as educational research goes because there's less research about parent and children relationships and discipline in the households because it's harder to get research that way because people don't answer truthfully all the time but if you look from it from an educational standpoint i mean one of the reasons they got rid of corporal punishment which was hitting kids with rulers or whatever equivalent to spanking is because it stopped working. And now the thing that they're using is more along the toothbrush thing. It's called restorative justice. And it, it's a punishment that they have to reflect on why what they did was wrong, how it hurt other people, um, and like reflect on that and then do something like as their punishment to better wherever they are. Like <clears throat> better.
better the community, better whatever. And they're starting to use it not only in schools, but like prisons. You're seeing the um, them doing like prisoners working in hospice with the dead and dying patients, training aggressive yeah. dogs, things mm-hmm. like that that are like making them do something positive, and that seems to work. Yeah, because like then you times. make a, you make a great point about how schools used to be able to hit hands with the rulers. They used to be able to do those type of spanking punishments. And they don't because studies show that they weren't working for the kids. I think yeah. so. Okay. If you look at the way that corrections works. Okay. Now, I don't think anyone would ever suggest in law that you should say, well, it's illegal to just run up and hit someone in the face. We should, we should take away that law and we should focus on making them understand why they shouldn't hit someone. No, no, no. You have the law there. You go to you, whatever it is. You so you go. You get a punishment, mm-hmm. undeniably so. That does yeah. not go away. Mm-hmm. And that's all the spanking is. It's it's a completely uh, just physical, immediate punishment for the thing you did. And I think that the the healthy uh, sort of evolution of that is to then have them understand what the how what they did was wrong, and then go to that correction. So that's why people say like when they talk about drugs. If you want to get someone off of drugs, you sure don't make it illegal. Don't don't just stop prosecuting them. But then you have to really come back and say, okay, well now how do we get them out of the idea of that drugs are good? Okay, well, not and only so that, how well, as a society are we going to make this so that these people like don't in the beginning like don't start anyway? Don't start. Like, so how when, can we support them that way? So when you talk about like schools no longer having spankings, I don't think that's any kind of proof that you shouldn't do it at all. I think that's proof that. You also have to have some kind of understanding of what you did was wrong, why it's wrong, and why you shouldn't do it. It should be a combination of those two. And equally so, there are plenty of people who have been abused emotionally, uh, verbally, in horrible ways that last forever that were way worse than any spanking I've that's ever not, received. But that's not talking and, about good parenting, though, or anything like well, that. But that's, again, that applies about, to everyone. So we, like, yeah, the, no, but, absolutely, but bad parenting. You're talking, you were, we were talking punishments at this point, and just emotional abuse and all those things aren't any type of punishment. I'm saying that yeah. when you talk about alternatives to spanking, you're talking about different kind of punishments. Yeah. And I'm saying that bad parenting can, eat, can lead to those punishments being just as awful for a child's success in life or wherever they go via bad parenting. Bad parenting can make spanking awful because spanking mm-hmm. becomes beating. Bad parenting can make oh, I know. cleaning toilet brush or bathrooms with a toilet mm-hmm. brush into some kind of abuse, emotional abuse. Like all bad bad parenting will make any punishment no, you I, give well, your we, child we, awful. We understand that. And that's why I'm saying I feel like you guys had good parents so you guys became good people regardless of the punishments that were chosen to be used. You had respect for your parents. You had respect for your things, which is why when the spankings didn't work, you still had the respect. I feel like your parents could have also gone without the spanking, and I think you still would have had that same respect for your people. But th- what I'm saying you is that I mean? argument can be used in reverse. If someone were to say that, like, okay, well, my my, for you, you 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 grew up well, and and your parents never had to spank you, and you you came to, I could be like, well, if they would spank you, they wouldn't have to fucking go through any of the things you went through. What if do you, you mean? were so, well, what what were some of the punishments you had to go through as a child? Uh, I couldn't watch TV a lot because I was grounded. A lot of times it was just a conversation with my dad. My dad would just say, hey, look, you know, I'm really disappointed. I know you can do better. I expect you to be able to do better. I expect these type of marks to be hit. Um, and just having the conversation with him and realizing like this is like he would explain why my actions were harming other people. He would teach me things. And that's what I think a punishment needs to have. It needs to have a lesson. It's why a lot of jail and stuff 
doesn't work because it's not helping people learn a lesson. It's not helping them get back into the community, which is where the new restorative justice stuff is. And to me, spanking doesn't teach a lesson. It's just... Now, does all RJ well, so, stuff work? No. Like, yeah. <laughs> the restorative justice practice we have in my school, just stupid. Oh, my God. I know. It's so stupid. <laughs> they You're have to write a letter to the teacher apologizing yeah, <laughs> and, like, talk about why. And, like, it's high school. So, like, if I was in their shoes, like, this is what yeah, I tell them. This is why I don't give them. Yeah. like, I'm going to wipe my ass with this. Like, what is this shit? Right. But, like... If they were to like take it a step farther and like say, well, now you need to work in the office, you need to make all these copies and stuff, they'd be like, yeah, right. well, shit, I'm just going to switch it, it For a lot, of, a, lot, a lot of my punishments were just groundings, taking things away that I enjoyed, So that just because I knew that I couldn't quite have those things. So it'd be like uh, no video game for for a week or what have you, but stuff my, like but that. But my point is, so grounding was something that happened for you, mm-hmm. right? How many? T- if you had to just real quick off the cuff, how many times do you think you've been grounded? Three times? Two times? Three times? I was grounded once in my life. Only once. Mm-hmm. I was spanked three times. Mm-hmm. Um, I could look at your situation, and there's a lot of people who have been grounded way more. than If it's only been two or three, that's, that's actually a small amount. But I've heard a lot of people who don't get spanked who get grounded all the time. Sure. Just every time something bad happens, they're grounded. And I never needed to be grounded because spankings were so effective for me. And so I'm not saying that to say that it's better. I'm saying that the argument that you're using against spanking is one that we use against what you're going through. I think that there are uh, some sure. kids, in my case specifically, where grounding is unnecessary. Beat my ass once. I won't do it. You don't need to ground me. Tell me that it's wrong and tell me that I get the belt when that happens. Done. I don't need to do I it again. I will say, you too, don't... though, like I wasn't spanked. And I, have, I was never grounded once. And it was because, like, from such a young age, I knew – this is going to affect this person. This is going to affect this person. I don't want to hurt those people. I'm not going to do it. And so like that had such a strong effect on me that I didn't do it. Now, did I do really awful shitty things as a teenager? Yeah. And I just didn't get caught. But, <laughs> but you know, if it, if like I had any inkling that my parents knew or were going to find out, like I probably, that would have been a deterrent. I wouldn't have done it. I also, I want to amend my argument just a little bit and kind of agree with you in that, um, I did not bring up this point, and I probably should have to this woman, but my dad always, either preceding a spanking or following a spanking, he would have a lengthy discussion with me about what I did, why I deserved this spanking, and what I would not do from then on. So my dad's huge thing growing up with me was, what's the worst thing you can do? Lie. And I would lie like it heathen about everything so when he found out i wasn't good i was not a good liar <laughs> when he found out he and i would have he would sit on the couch or on his bed and he would be like okay you tell me why you're getting this spanking today I'd be like, well because i did this this and this he's like okay do you know why that's bad and when i was younger it was i would be like well, no no i don't and he would explain to me so i think the combination of explaining why why what you did is bad what you can do to correct it, and then having the so so it's it's a combination of having the immediate painful experience, and then the cognitive discussion about thinking about what you did wrong and all that stuff. Well, I mean, and it all comes down to you know what we've kind of all been beating around the bush on or touched on, 
which is every situation is different and every person's going to go about their situation and their problems in a different manner. Bush, I think we said that exactly. My, we said everyone's and so to kind of wrap it all up, Katie and I will never use spanking as a method. We'll always find another, another way. And if you guys feel that it's what's needed for the situation, then you guys will use that tool. I think what I, I just don't believe in it. That's me though. Which, which is totally fine. I think that's what everyone, I think that's what everyone is trying to get to a point is that you don't want to spank your children. That's totally fine. But don't tell me that I'm abusing my children. Yeah. If I choose to spank I mean, them. Don't worry about like from a social work perspective, like unless you're like in public ragging on your kid, you're going to, they're going to yeah. spank you. Yeah, but like I'm just saying, like this woman who comments on my stats, she's like, "You're condoning abusing children, and I'm not okay with that." I'm like, "No, that's not what I'm doing." So yeah, totally agree. You guys want to spank your children? Totally fine. Totally get it. But if I want to spank my child, that's on me. That's on me. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the 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 real big thing that I think we all agree with is that if you're a bad parent, your punishment can be detrimental to your child's growth. Be that spanking, be that emotional abuse, be that verbal abuse, be that mm-hmm. withholding something. Whatever you're doing as a punishment for anyone, if you are a bad parent or in a bad mindset or doing so out of some egotistical thing, prideful thing, arrogant thing, anger thing, whatever it is, it can be detrimental to whoever you're doing it to. And uh, spanking has worked many times. Spanking has been awful many times. Not spanking has been great plenty of times. Not spanking has have not worked out you know and yeah i think we all can agree that as long as you're a good parent who understands boundaries uh and understands that you never take something out on your child that is personal that is the first thing you have to do before you ever try to do any kind of punishment regardless of where it's coming from that's why i really wanted to see uh white boy rick when it came out i never got around to seeing it in theaters is that matthew mcconaughey movie i was telling you about based on a true story about the 14 year old who becomes one of the largest like king drug kingpins in the United States. He's like 14 years old. And Matthew McConaughey always, the reason why he attached himself to the project was because he was seeing how it's the character looks fucking phenomenal, but it's all about how a failed parent. And he said, you know, it's about a lot of things. It's about a failed parent. It's about a parent wanting to be best friends with their son, which he feels he personally feels never works out when you want to be like best buddy to buddy with your with your children that you blur the line of parent and versus friend and that was something that i never really thought of like if i'm looking at a script looking for those type of like lessons and i loved that so i really wanted to see how matthew mcconaughey was going to bring that aspect to to the screen how bad parenting can make your kid the biggest drug kingpin by the age of 15. Yeah, you know, you know what's nice. You know what's nice about uh, and not it's not continuing this making conversation, but it's kind of there. Uh, is if you look at anything, if you go nerdy with it and go any RPG in life or anything like that, whenever you're learning a process, the beginning levels or whatever you do in the beginning is very complicated, and then once you surpass that first level, uh, you can handle more and more and more, and then when you always go back to the beginning, you go, holy shit. I was never able to do this in the beginning. Well, like true. I'm at a level now where I, that thing that I had troubles with in the beginning doesn't even affect me. And that's anything. If it's a dance, if you're a dancer, if you're an actor, like those things that you really, really struggled with in the beginning aren't things you struggle with five years later. It, things have to get more complicated for them to be difficult for you. Mm-hmm. And I think punishment is exactly the same way. 
I do say that no, no 18 year old should be getting spanked. No. You know, be, and, and the reason I say that is because at that well, point, when they're old enough to pop a boner be, from the spanking, you probably know probably oh, best not to do oh, this. Things you shouldn't, things you shouldn't <laughs> say in public. Um, but yeah, it's like there's there's a completely different like once you are like spanking is like a really 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 elementary way to teach a lesson. It's a really like oh bam don't do that. It's the same as a kid like touching a hot stove. Oh shit that burns. It's hot. Don't touch a hot stove. Yeah. Lesson learned. It's a really 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 basic way to understand something. And as a child develops mentally, intellectually, then you have to start adjusting. You have to t- teach them other things. But in the beginning. Exactly. <laughs> but but in the beginning, that's something you can't sit down and have a you can't tell a three year old how you disappointed me. A three year old will never fucking understand, nor will he care. If you try to sit a three year old and go, What you did was wrong, daddy's disappointed in what you did. Daddy doesn't want to be disappointed. A kid will literally look at you like you're batshit crazy. <laughs> I don't give it once we stop having this conversation, I'm thinking about how to do it again. But if you slap a three year old on the hand, pop three year old cries. Shit that hurt. Well don't do that. Lesson learned. Easy. <laughs> like it's 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 done, you know? It's it's just like it's it's when you can't have that intellectual understanding between parent and child that that's when that shit works. And then as you grow older and understand more and that different kids reach that level at different times, that's when you start saying, "No, no, no. no. Now they got to understand the lesson. We need to have words because I guarantee you, at 3 years old, your daddy never sat you down and said, "I'm disappointed in you." I just don't remember what the fuck I was doing at 3 years old. Probably getting smacked. <laughs> getting the shit beat out of me. He ain't gonna remember this anyway. Fucking like two years How old. How mad would you be if you if you found out that after all this time at like three years old? He's like, beat my, the da- shit out my dad. You. My dad texted me after this, and he's like, "Dude, I beat the fucking yeah. shit out of you. You were a goddamn punching bag, like a speed bag." But yeah, I think there's 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 always got to be some kind of like. People evolve. You gotta try different methods, and that goes with everything that happens. Think about how you have to uh, attack plans or attack things in 2018, like we we're talking about. The amount of things that you could say in the past that you can't say now. The amount of things that you have to skate around to get your point. The amount of things you have to be careful about. It's way more than it used to be because things always evolve. Things always become more durable. Things always begin to get an immunity to whatever it is they're constantly being thrown against. And that's what happens, both in spanking, both in 2018, where you can't say things you were totally okay with saying before. Things always evolve. Life finds a way. Oh, wait, no, that's not quite not quite fitting. Oh, shit. I was just looking for an excuse to use Jeff Goldblum. And that is where we're going to probably end it. Okay. We, things find a way to evolve. Freddie Walton, 2018. Almost 2019. To get back to the other conversation. Not quite. Not quite. How fast time is moving. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, special guest Katie Moskowitz and special guest Taylor. I don't remember your last name. Taylor Freddie Walton. Nope. Ready? 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 Ready player one? All right. Special guest Taylor Ready. Thank you for joining us on the stage. Bye.